0: You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6.
1: Live shot from the chapel right now. Relief for the afternoon rush. Traffic once again moving on the Queensboro Bridge. An electrical fire shut down the span this morning, causing commuter chaos and knocking out power to thousands. Good evening and thanks for joining us. The good news, let's start with that, why don't we? Officials say there is no structural damage to the bridge. And that's why it has almost fully reopened.
2: But the bad news, power is still out in the area. Grace Key joins us live near the bridge tonight with the latest on what happened and a timeline on getting back on the grid for the folks in
3: Queensboro. Grace? Yeah, New Westminster Electrical did say that they expect to have power back up and running for Queensborough by midnight. Certainly you can see behind me here the bridge back open. It was shortly before 2 o'clock in the afternoon when they had two lanes open going north, one in the south, and pedestrian access on the east side also back up. Certainly a big change from what we saw this morning. These three charged circuits running along the Queensborough Bridge show the damage from an early morning electrical fire that caused a traffic nightmare. Shut down two schools and left some 12,000 households without power. That looks like people just aren't getting the hint here. There was gridlock at every alternate route. Northbound traffic to get onto the Queensborough was a standstill. It was a slow crawl along the Alex Fraser Bridge and drivers found no relief along the South Fraser Perimeter Road. It was just as chaotic for transit users. They so have to go all the way around Knight oh, wow. Street,
4: Westminster Highway, because even parts of 91 are closed.
3: At the 22nd Street SkyTrain station, buses were being diverted, and walking wasn't even an option.
5: Over the bridge? Over the bridge. Not going to happen, not eh? Not going to happen. They refer a cab, so... Thought of walking across the bridge, but since the bridge is closed to everything, I guess not.
6: That bridge is a laugh. It's a joke. You know they gotta do. They gotta get another entrance and exit off
7: the island. I will go home. I am go to back. You're not. You're gonna give up? Yeah.
3: There were two reports that came in of a power outage and smoke on the bridge. The first at one in the morning, but fire crews couldn't find the source. The second call came in an hour later. The fire had already put itself out. At two
1: a.m. We had an additional call. It was uh, the initial call? Uh, we 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 couldn't find. Uh, any uh, any source in that the second call we found the source on the bridge in that
3: in Queensboro thousands were without power at counseling classes for some 700 students at Queen Elizabeth Elementary and Queensboro middle School we
5: live on South Dyke Road and we're out of power so I had no clue that Jakey didn't have school today because the school doesn't have power.
3: Engineers determined there was no structural damage to the bridge, so it was partially reopened to traffic shortly before 2 in the afternoon. Power was still out for residents.
5: I have to go home and uh, fire up my camp stove on the deck and have my morning coffee.
2: All right, Grace, what do we know at this point about a possible cause?
3: Yeah, the uh, investigators say that they're still looking into that and it could be a few days before they really have any answers, but you can still see traffic moving somewhat uh, smoothly here again. Two lanes north, one going south, when it'll be fully back open, uh, we'll keep you updated on that as well. Sophie? All right, thanks for that, Grace.
1: Residents of a Langley neighborhood startled awake by explosions and a major fire overnight. A multi-car storage shed destroyed. And what was in that garage will have car enthusiasts crying. More than three dozen rare vehicles worth millions of dollars. The owner, a collector, was out of the country at the time, but he did speak to Global News about the loss. Jeff Hastings now on why some of the cars are irreplaceable.
8: Gary Cassidy's dream burned to the ground Tuesday night.
9: I don't think my wife and I could have been more upset if we lost a child.
8: There are 40 classic cars in there, mostly American muscle. Each explosion punctuates a priceless loss. On paper, a collection worth up to $3 million. So
0: I had a 61 uh, Chevy Bel Air convertible that was one of one because it didn't make Bel Air convertibles. I have a 68 L89 Camaro, which was one of only 240, and this car only had 1,200 miles on it. Top of the line, first class collection in you know. It's just a shame to see it all go. I feel sorry for the, seeing all those cars go. This
8: collection wasn't hoarded. Gary shared it with anybody who wanted to see it. In fact, quite recently, he used it as a fundraiser, a way to raise money for BC Children's Hospital. Say, hey, I'm having this event for charity or whatever it was, and if I could hold off on spreading cow next door here uh, to make his event a little bit more uh, pleasurable for
0: the people that attended.
8: Ordinary insurance isn't enough for an extraordinary collection.
0: Where the vehicle owner agrees with us, the insurer, as to the value of the car, each car in the collection, and heaven forbid if there's a catastrophe, they know exactly what they're going to be compensated.
8: These cars were covered, but it's of little consolation.
0: You know, it's not even about the money. I mean, uh, a couple of them cars can't be replaced. You could write me a check for whatever... You can't replace the
8: con Investigators think they know where the fire started, but not why. Jeff Hastings, Global News.
2: Another step forward in determining what you will pay to get around the lower mainland in the future. The Mobility Pricing Commission is now consulting with the public to figure out how to tax Metro Vancouver roads. The commission has three objectives. Reducing congestion, promoting fairness, and supporting transportation investment. Ted now with the key findings of a new report on the factors influencing congestion and how you can weigh in.
0: What a mess. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. And saddled with the Herculean task of cleaning it up is BC's Mobility Pricing Commission, who today issued a well-named report called It's Time. It basically tells everything we already know about traffic in the Lower Mainland, and so far offers zero solutions. At the moment, everything's on the table, and if anybody's got some great ideas, then I encourage them to send them to us. Mobility pricing has been around for decades, especially in Europe's narrow street cities like London and Stockholm. The executive director worked in both those cities and brings some unique insight into how less is more get a few people to maybe change the time they leave, maybe uh, switch to another mode of transportation if they can, um, uh, change their destination, maybe car share a little bit more once a week. The, the, these very small changes can lead to really big benefits, so reductions of queue times of around a quarter for, for people in London and Stockholm. We already have mobility pricing in the form of that gasoline tax, for example, widely criticized for ending up in the general revenue bin and not necessarily being passed on to public transit in the lower mainland. So for the record, we asked the commission if it could guarantee whatever we do end up paying, the full amount will actually go towards infrastructure.
10: What happened in London uh, was that much uh, of the collected revenue, in fact, all of it, was uh, put into public transit.
0: So people had options. Even in the states where the car is king, you can pay a price and get access to faster, less congested lanes. But one of the hardest questions the Commission will be tasked with is answering, what's fair? There's no kind of uh, formula for what is fair or not. We need to find out what the people of Metro Vancouver consider to be fair, what stakeholders consider to be fair. Public participation starts early November. Ted Chernecki Global News.
1: Highway one near the BC Alberta border has reopened. A rock slide shut it down in both directions last night between Revelstoke and Golden. After a geotechnical assessment of the slope and cleanup of all the debris, the highway reopened this afternoon. And how about this wild weather in central and northern regions? Record-breaking snow in the northeast. Fort St. John hit with 55 centimeters of snow at the airport since
2: 5 o'clock last night. Chetwin,
1: Dawson Creek also buried.
2: And that same system dumped a ton of rain in northwestern B.C. Residents around Terrace and Kitimat seeing water levels rise, leaving picnic tables underwater, and some residents wading through it all to get to their homes. There are also warnings tonight about flooding and water pooling along the Nishka Highway, as well as Highway 16 and 37. The weather also triggering a mudslide in the New Remo area.
6: Water. This uh, triggered a mass surge of water and an evacuation order for the residents of that area. We opened a reception centre at the Thornhill Community Centre around 2 a.m. with our volunteers and received about 50 people, providing them with food, clothing and lodging for, for the next 72 hours.
2: Wow, well, while the worst is over, the rainfall totals are incredible. Meteorologist Christy Gordon joins us with those details. Christy?
11: Yes, they certainly are substantial. Here's a look at them, Sophie. The central coast, a remote area, but nonetheless, 180 millimeters of rain. Now, this area got hit by two different systems, one right after another. 180 would be a good 7 inches of rain. And meanwhile, areas on Haida Gwaii, 145 millimeters, Kitimat, 140, and Terrace and Smithers just in behind. So it's no wonder they had flooding in that area. Now, that system tracked to the south pretty quickly today and hit the south coast. And we've been advertising sunshine for this week, But we have one problem, and I'll show you what that is when I come back. All right, thanks, Christy.
1: Another release of a high-risk sex offender that'll have you shaking your head. Take a look at James Ernest Armbruster. Police putting out a public warning tonight because he's now living in Vancouver. His criminal history is shocking. And the last time he was released for a day, he re-offended violently, leaving many questioning why he's being let out again. Aaron MacArthur reports. When James Armbruster was arrested in
9: January of 1998, he had just robbed an Abbotsford supplement store and sexually assaulted a woman who was working there. All of this happening when he was out on day parole. Twenty years later, he's out again, and Vancouver police are warning the public about him again.
1: He's been released on several conditions including not to consume, purchase or possess alcohol, not to consume, purchase or possess drugs, Report all friendships, sexual relationships, and intimate relationships with women.
9: Arm Brewster is out on what's called a one chance parole. If he breaches any of the conditions listed, he will go back to jail and serve the remainder of his term. But it took him less than a week to reoffend in 1998 when he walked away from his halfway house. The VPD want the public to keep an eye out for him
1: now. Arm Brewster is a 55 year old Aboriginal male, he is 5 feet 9 inches tall. He also has partial amputations of his right-hand fingers.
9: The victim of the sexual assault in 1998 was awarded a settlement of more than $200,000. Corrections Canada paying the money rather than face more public scrutiny about the decision to let Armbruster go. Without the dangerous offender status, though, there is nothing the government can do now to keep him behind bars. When his sentence runs out, we're all left to wonder if another innocent life will be ruined.
1: Aaron McArthur, Global News. Now, the parole board couldn't answer any of our questions about Armbruster's case, but as recently as 2014, rejected his request for statutory release because of his high risk to reoffend.
2: A Pitt Meadows city councillor has been convicted of sexually assaulting a minor, David Allen Murray. Facing charges dating back more than two decades, Murray coached basketball at Terry Fox Secondary School in Port Coquitlam for 20 years and spent a decade coaching at Capilano College as well. Today, he was convicted by a provincial court judge. Murray's due back in court January 10th to fix a sentencing date. He was first elected to council in Pitt Meadows in 2011. His fellow councillor, Bill Dingwall, a former police officer, is calling on Murray to step down.
1: Digging in for what looks like the long haul after the discovery of human remains on a rural property near Salmon Arm. Even more resources and heavy equipment arrived today. The clues that this is going to be a long and involved excavation and why the father of one missing woman is getting so frustrated in just over a minute. Amazon announces a new service that gives its delivery drivers the power to unlock your door. What you have to give up to get it. Later.
2: And up, up, and away, a British daredevil recreates what looks like a scene from the movie Up. How far he got, still to come on the news hour.
1: First, though, yet another significant increase in activity today at a property near Salmon Arm, where police have found human remains.
2: As Rumina Dea reports, more investigators and heavy equipment are being brought in to widen the search.
12: RCMP moving in more equipment and manpower, including forensic specialists. The search area expanding.
10: Now, given the size of the property, which is over 24 acres in size, the number of the outbuildings that are involved and the different objects that are on site, uh, we've brought in additional resources.
12: The farm near Salmon Arm, the epicenter of the investigation where human remains were discovered last Thursday.
8: My gut told me as a dad uh, 18 months ago that my daughter met with foul play.
12: John Simpson spent days searching for his 32-year-old daughter Ashley after she disappeared in April last year. Ashley, one of at least five missing women who vanished over the last 20 months, all last seen in the area where the remains were found.
8: How many people are there now? Like, it's, it's, it's worrisome, and we're not, we're not getting any answers from anybody, so, like, it's, it's pretty horrendous.
12: The Mounties say it's too early to link the missing women to this investigation, but they are not ruling it out. The remains have not been identified and RCMP are not revealing whether they belong to one or more people. Police also not commenting on whether Curtis Sagmoen is a suspect. The 36-year-old who lives at the property where the remains were found is facing six charges after allegedly pulling a gun on a sex trade worker in August. He's in court in Vernon Thursday.
8: As a family and I think all the families that are involved, I think what we really want is disclosure. Um if our, if our kids are there, then, then let's,
12: let's get them home. Romina Dea, Global News. A
1: Chilliwack school trustee is apologizing for controversial comments he made through social media. Earlier this week, Barry Newfeld posted on his Facebook page that provincial education policies aimed at supporting LGBTQ students amount to child abuse. That triggered backlash and an emergency meeting at the Chilliwack Board of Education last night. Today, Newfeld apologized to anyone who felt hurt by his opinion, saying he is critical of the resource, not the individuals. He believes in a safe learning environment for all students. He finishes by saying he believes that the implementation of the SOGI resource needs to be reviewed before full implementation.
2: As Vancouver City Council begins hearings on its short-term rental policy, there is word of another strata council taking drastic measures. Earlier this week, we told you about one strata going after Airbnb itself. Now, as John Hua reports tonight, another council is now threatening to target the renters.
5: Looking for a sign that some strata councils have had enough of Airbnb? How about one of them? spread across every entrance of this North Vancouver condo tower.
3: I understand that they're on edge
2: about it, so I would say probably not. I think it is against regulations in the building, so I guess people should respect the, the regulations.
5: But the Strata Council of 15 West waging war not against bad hosts, but the people doing the booking, threatening to charge what are likely tourists with trespassing.
6: It's not really their fault. It's the fault of the people who are maybe renting them out when they knew that they shouldn't.
2: I think that trespassing is taking it a little
5: bit too far, but I understand where they're coming from. Strata expert Tony Gioventu says this is likely more of a warning than a viable weapon for Strata Council. It's more of a informing the potential user of the property what's happening. It's highly questionable as to whether this bylaw could even be enforced. Global News asked Airbnb twice what protection, if any. It offers users threatened with trespassing in a statement only focusing on the role of Airbnb hosts. When hosts sign up on Airbnb, they must certify that they will comply with local rules before they list their space.
6: We all hear the horror stories in the news of... Uh, people who rent to short-term and then it doesn't turn out, the place gets trashed, they have a loud party.
5: Gioventu says Airbnb could easily solve the problem instead of Strata's finding new ways to enforce short-term rental bylaws. And if they continue to take listings for those buildings, they're contributing to this problem as much as anybody. Whether enforceable or not, this sign of frustration, sure to make Airbnb visitors feel less than welcome. John Hua, Global News. Don't be fooled by a new fishing scam. It looks just like it's
1: coming from BC Hydro, but there's a trick that could empty your bank account. Coming up.
2: Also ahead, the group effort to save this ranch when everything was burning around it. Wow, was right. A familiar landmark that could be seen from Highway what? One in Abbotsford is no more. The Armstrong Cheese Water Tower was taken down as part of the deconstruction of the old Saputo dairy plant. That tower dates back to the early nineteen sixties.
1: Still capable of a somersault, though, which is quite impressive for an old tower. Fry. Yes. Uh, a new warning tonight about a very convincing phishing scam this time targeting BC Hydro customers.
2: Our consumer reporter Andrea is here to tell us how it works
6: and how we can protect ourselves and I was actually targeted this past weekend by the oh, scam. Right. That's how you get your ideas. <laughs> so timely. Thanks you too. Well, BC Hydro says this new scam claims to be sending you a refund via text message, all with the intention of getting access to your personal banking information. Now, here's how it works. A customer will receive a text message with what appears to be a notification from Interact with a link to receive a refund from BC Hydro. When you click on that link, the customer is directed to a number of financial institutions where you are eventually asked to click on another link that requests personal banking information to receive the refund. But it's a scam. BC Hydro is reminding customers that it does not issue e-transfers or send account information via text. This is a
11: scam. This is not a message from BC Hydro. We do not distribute refunds via Interact e-transfer. And we would never ask for account information or communicate about account information via text message. So far, we have reports from 465 customers that they have been contacted by the scammers. Uh, Thankfully, no one has fallen victim to the scam.
6: So, if you do receive a fraudulent text or email, it's a good idea to contact the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre. Remember, if you're unsure about whether a text or email is legitimate, just don't click on any links or open any files. Instead, give BC Hydro and its customer team a call at 1-800-BC-HYDRO. Also, if you do receive a suspicious phone call from someone claiming to represent BC Hydro, call BC Hydro to verify that call. And if you have an issue for me, you can email me at consumermatters.global news.ca
1: all right thanks very much Ann. thousands of people are rebuilding their lives after bc's record-breaking wildfire season tonight in part three of our ongoing series ranchers who risk their lives trying to save their properties with mixed results Nitu garcha shows us how they're getting help from far and wide even from people they've never met
13: The Chilco Ranch is, is a historic ranch. It's been here for over 100 years.
14: This ranch has been in Jordan Greer's family for almost three decades. But on top of its historic and sentimental value...
13: My wife and I were married on the front lawn.
14: It's also their livelihood. And that's why Greer risked his life this summer to save it.
13: If we didn't have the people here who really care, I'll tell you, there would not be a nut or bolt left on this place.
14: Fire officials discovered the lightning caused blaze on July 8th in Hantsville near Williams Lake. Despite an evacuation order, Greer, some of his co-workers, neighbours and strangers stayed
13: back to fight the fire. When the flames came through, they were um, burning everything machinery stuff exploding all around us tires going off if you didn't stop spraying your house the whole time it was jumping onto the grass beside the houses
14: even those like pat jasper who lost his own ranch and home pitching in so your home was intact you went a few clicks up the road came back and it was destroyed by the time you came back
9: yeah two hours
14: so you've lost your home and your livelihood yeah what do you do now
9: i come to work here at jilco And my wife
0: teaches school, same as we always do.
14: Finding normalcy, he says, helps with the grief of losing it all. We had lived there for 36 years. Jim Carlson watched his house just up the road from where he also works at Chilco Ranch burn down. Pretty soon it
15: was just an inferno.
14: Dozens of BC ranchers like them have been hit hard.
13: We're very lucky not to lose any cattle. I know a lot of people lost a lot of cattle.
14: And while Chilco Ranch is still standing and operating... The race is on to start rebuilding
13: before the snow hits. We lost all the grass and a lot of infrastructure and fences and hundreds of thousands in hay.
14: As the community that was once surrounded by flames is now surrounded by support
13: coming from near and far. One guy brought a load
10: of hay, square bales, and food and fueled up my truck.
14: And guy I'd never met before. He just he came all the way from Alberta.
13: I got the best crew in the
14: world. Me Too Garcha, Global News, Hansville
2: good neighbors in that country
1: it makes all the difference doesn't it Mm -hmm.
2: a victory lap for donald trump standing ovations there is great unity the president's reaction to yesterday's withering criticism and near total silence from any other republicans
1: and a baby hippo photo bomb surprising a happy couple sharing a very special moment
2: Customers at Sadie's Cafe in Minnesota were shocked when that happened. Who wouldn't be? A deer crashed through a glass door. The door, the deer rather, never even slowed down. It was apparently spooked by a car outside. A worker opened a back door and the deer disappeared probably just as fast. A
1: couple of Republicans recently ran for the door, but the Republican Party is just fine and united behind its president. That's the position of Donald Trump tonight. One day after scathing and unprecedented attacks on him by senators from his own party.
16: I will say this I think the Republican Party has a pretty good unity. Tonight, a victory lap for the president as a brewing Republican resistance simply hasn't materialized. One day after two retiring Republicans slammed the president's character. Well, I think the press makes
15: me more uncivil than I am. You know, people don't understand. I went to an Ivy League college. Uh, I was a nice student. I did very well. Uh, I'm a very intelligent person. When is it okay for you to pull your
16: Well, I think it's always okay when somebody says something about you that's false. I think it's always okay to counterpunch or to fight back. To Senators Bob Corker and Jeff Flake, that's part of the problem.
10: We can't continue to to just remain silent uh, when the president keeps going on like this.
16: But the silence on Capitol Hill speaks volumes. Many Republicans moving on rather than rising up.
15: We've got a job to do, damn it. And, and so I, all of this nonsense... I got nothing to say on it. Everyone shut up and do your job, is is my view.
16: All of it, a win for Steve Bannon, too. A source close to the president's former chief strategist tells NBC Bannon feels like it's another day, another scalp, with Flake's retirement just the beginning. The politics playing out at Randy's Restaurant in Scottsdale, Arizona. Jeff Flake's state. Where
4: was all of this uh, high-mindedness that Flake has shown when Obama was in
16: but Donald Trump's territory.
0: He doesn't back down.
16: The shoops wish their lawmakers wouldn't either.
0: They're dedicated to the party, not to the country. And they're just trying to cover their ass so they can get reelected.
2: Well, he didn't look like a teen idol, five foot five, more than 200 pounds, with a cherubic face. But he was a rock pioneer who sold more records than anyone except for Elvis.
10: Found my
2: thrill. Oh, Blueberry Hill. Fat's domino passed away yesterday of natural causes at the age of 89. Along with Blueberry Hill, he also recorded Ain't That a Shame and 21 other gold records. His performance style included playing the piano standing up and bumping it across the stage. Domino was among the first 10 artists inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
1: Deservedly so. In Health Matters tonight, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control is recommending a new shingles vaccine over the current drug. The CDC says people over 50 should get the new vaccine called Shingrix over the existing vaccine that's already in use. Shingrix has been approved for use in Canada as well. Studies have shown the new shot is more effective, and the CDC suggests people get Shingrix even if they've already been vaccinated for shingles. I hate that word. It's hard to say. All right, Home Delivery Shingrix. Home Delivery 2.0 takes online shopping to the next level. Amazon Key gives drivers a key to your house. Are the risks worth the rewards?
2: And what could possibly go wrong? Dozens of helium filled balloons tied to a camping chair. We're about to find out.
1: You're watching Global News Hour at 6. It's been tried before, sometimes with disastrous results, but after the forecast, a British adventurer goes up, just like the movie
2: which i still haven't seen but i get the concept i get the concept it's
1: just a chair not a house but we'll see Mm -hmm. how it all works out for him.
2: all right christy gordon back with us with a look at our forecast uh lots of rain as we talked about today but hopefully there, there's good news coming up.
11: That's right. We've been advertising it for a couple of days. But as, as I mentioned, there is a problem that I have to tell you about. First, though, let's just enjoy this shot. Yes, yeah, so a lot of cloud and drizzle today across the region. And this is a scene out there as the sun sets. Thanks to Trish Jewison up in uh, our global helicopter there. So thanks, Trish, for that. That's looking out towards Ladner and, and Richmond there. A beautiful clearing this evening. Temperatures, your current temperatures. We warmed up to about 13, 14 degrees. We're down to about 10 near the water, 12 inland, and we will drop down to 8 overnight. So a pleasant evening and dry conditions expected. However, we are going to see that problem, and that is fog. Let me show you what we're contending with. What we've got is the satellite image. There's a system that quickly pushed out of their area. We've got a beautiful ridge that's going to build. You can see these systems targeting well to the north of our area. So the jet stream really driving up into those areas, allowing for this upper-level ridge to build over the next couple of days. And that's the sunshine that we've been advertising. The problem is, is this ridge is at higher levels. And what that does is it traps moisture down below, especially in the fall we tend to see this problem because during the day we don't warm up enough to really uh, allow for that moisture to dissipate so the fog lingers. It builds overnight and it sticks around, and it's tough sometimes to break out of that. So uh, in the meantime, tomorrow we are hoping to break out of it fairly quickly, but that will be the pattern over the next couple of days. When will that fog break and which areas will see the fog? So that continues up into the northern regions as well. So morning fog, afternoon sunshine for you, but beautiful conditions. There's a number of areas, though, in the interior, in the valleys, you tend to get that moisture to Trapped in So any sort of fog-prone areas, you'll see that. Kamloops down towards the Suez as well. Castlegar, Nelson will see fog in the morning and then afternoon sunshine and certainly along the coast. It'll just be patchy, and I think if you're out in the Fraser Valley, less fog expected compared to western sections and across the south in areas like White Rock as well. But uh, afternoon sunshine with 13 degrees, and that same pattern continues for the next couple of days. I think uh, Friday we'll see the most sunshine, but we may see a bit more fog in the mornings on Saturday and Sunday, but that's what we'll be tracking over the next couple of days. Alright, happy birthday to Mary Foot! I actually dance with your granddaughter, Mary Foote. So uh, I just nice. started dance lessons, which has been kind of fun. And uh, Jerry and Ed Abbott celebrating their 70th anniversary in Fanny Bay. So congratulations. And our weather window tonight from our very own Mark Benoit. He was at the Great Bear Rainforest just earlier this month and took a photo of a Kermode
2: bear. Spirit bear, beautiful hmm Thanks, Christy. Our thanks audio
1: specialist, yeah. Fantastic work, Mark.
2: Mm-hmm. British adventurer Tom Morgan has succeeded where many others have failed.
7: Sitting here on a cluster balloon,
13: floating across Africa.
1: That pretty much sums it up. Morgan flew about 25 kilometers across South Africa, sitting on a camping chair tied to a bunch of big party balloons. He reached an altitude of about 2,500 meters, around 8,000 feet, calling the experience peaceful and terrifying in equal measure. He landed safely after about two hours, popping the balloons to descend when he heard reports of strong winds approaching. Yeah. Safe and sound.
2: Don't try that at home, though, kids. <laughs> Don't. Right. Well, Nick Kelbel knew the perfect place to propose to his girlfriend, Haley, at the Cincinnati Zoo with their favorite animal. That would be Fiona, the baby hippo, who made headlines earlier this year for surviving despite being born six weeks premature. When Nick got down on one knee to pop the question, Fiona popped up for an epic photo bomb. She even stuck around for a more official picture of the happy occasion. Very curious. Wants to be a part of the party. She probably knows a lot about posing now. I'm sure
15: now. Mm -hmm. Will she get invited to the wedding?
2: Would difficult. you invite
15: a hippo to a wedding?
2: And where? What table do you put the hippo at? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
15: The one furthest away from you.
2: <laughs> with your great-great
11: <laughs> right. great aunt. That's yeah.
15: Right. yeah. For the relatives you don't like. Yeah. Hey, let's Sit with the hippo. Uh, what are you working on? Well, lots going on uh, tonight, especially down at BC Place Stadium. Playoff game. Whitecaps at single knockout. Lose or you go home. No tomorrow. Or, as Freddie Montero so eloquently puts it, uh, and uh, yeah, it's kill or be killed. Yes. It's kill or be killed. Whitecaps are the favorites against San Jose, but will they live up to that billing? We'll talk to Carl Robinson coming up.
2: And delivery not just to the front door, but in the front door. Why you really have to buy in if you want it to work. Clock.
1: All right, we were just talking about the Whitecaps game. Well, because of later.
15: TV, they want to start a little closer to 8 o'clock. Right.
2: They wanted to wait until the news hour was over? Yes. Yeah, okay.
15: And let people settle down nice. from our extravaganza so they can get ready for that one. <laughs> hmm. See how this works. Uh, two weeks ago, the Whitecaps had a chance to clinch first place at home against San Jose. I know we've lamented that fact for a while, but Vancouver was the better team that day. They just didn't score enough. It ended up being a one-all tie. Tonight the Whitecaps get another crack at San Jose, and I guess San Jose gets another crack at Vancouver. If the Whitecaps fail this time, their season will be over. Now, Vancouver should win this game. The players certainly believe they can win this game. They say that tie two weeks ago was more bad luck than anything else. What does the coach say? Well, Jay has him uh, right now down at BC Place Stadium. Jay?
10: Well, it seems for the better part of the last match, we've asked you about the next big match the next big game doesn't get much bigger than this one did you do anything different this week in training coming off of the Portland loss
7: no we've just talked about uh, how important the game is we know it's the we have to win the game or we go home our season finishes so I've just been pretty clear with them uh since the defeat of Portland but the boys are ready you surprised us with with your
10: starting 11 in Portland on Sunday will you surprise us again with what we're going to see tonight against San Jose
7: no, I think you'll see probably the best lineup we can put out. Um, you know, Ball is up to speed now after missing a few games and I want the bug back in. So it's the strongest team that we believe that can go out and win this game.
10: It's amazing when you look at the stats with Christian share in your land with these scores or gets an assist. You guys are 18-0-8 with him doing that for you. When I look at Jordi Reyna, when I look at Freddie Montero, those are the guys I think that win this match for you.
7: Without a doubt it's usually the attacking players and that's why I've gone with Bola um, who's got a number of assists this year uh, Freddie Montero, Jordi Rayner and Christian Tuchero because they are key weapons for us in the attacking third but they need to perform Talk about performing,
10: we watched what happened against San Jose a week ago we saw what happened in Portland the mood of your squad after those results leading to this match tonight
7: the mood is good. I've got a great group of lads in there that have got tremendous character and like to bounce back from adversity. And we've had a little bit of adversity this week, and rightly so. Uh, but we'll be ready. Make no doubt about that. And we'll leave it all out on the field tonight. They haven't made
10: a postseason appearance since 2012. You guys haven't won a postseason match yet in, an, in the MLS. Have you
7: coached a bigger game yourself? Yeah, I've coached a few big games. This is the next big game, and hopefully there's more bigger games to come. So uh, we'll try and get Bigger games to come, so uh, we'll try and get the best out of this one. We're going out to win the game. Unfortunately, there's going to be one winner and one loser. We know that, but we've got to make sure we're on the good side. Carl, we wish you the best of luck.
10: should note that the uh, start time tonight, first touch for the match will go at 7.55. Vancouver
15: Whitecaps taking on the San Jose Earthquake. Thank you, gentlemen, and best of luck to the Whitecaps. Now, if you watch the show Stranger Things, are you guys into Stranger yeah, Things? Yeah, okay. I watch it on Netflix. I love it. Okay then you will know all about the upside-down world. And right now, the NHL is in an upside-down world. And the Canucks are a big part of it. The guy beside me, Anders Nilsson. He leads the NHL in shutouts right now with two. That's right, the Canucks' backup goalie leads the league in shutouts. And here's another weird happening. If the playoffs started today, I know it's early days, but if the playoffs started today, one of the first-round series would be Vancouver and Vegas. And the Golden Knights would have home ice advantage. And there's a lot of so-called teams right now that wouldn't even be in the playoffs. And as I said, it's early days in the season. But here's another stat that would even baffle that little girl with the nosebleeds. Eleven. Exactly. Check this out. Montreal and Edmonton lead the league when it comes to average shots on goal per game. But they are the two bottom teams in the league when it comes to goals scored per game. Now you'd say that maybe this should turn itself around after a while that's just uh, nuts. Okay, over their career, how many players have benefited from playing with the Sedines? Would Alex Burrows have been even close to as good as he was without being the wingman of Henrik and Daniel? Maybe one of the last things the Twins do for the Canucks is help mature the game of Jake Bertanen. They don't play a lot of minutes, they're not first line minutes anymore, but in the last two games Bertanen has scored twice. I don't know how long they'll keep these three together, but Time spent with the Sidiz is going to educate for sort of Tannen and help, and help his confidence grow I, I like zone. the move. It's a but good move. Tannen. So if you don't like hockey fights, you best look away. I wanted to show you last night's rather quick fight involving Kevin Biaxa, who went to his old Superman punch to end this bout quickly with Radko Gudis. Watch. Battle, Superman punch.
12: It, goes right in with
15: the right. One more. Oh, he hit him right Basically in the off the ball. visor, though, it looks like, but... We've seen Viexa uh, do that before when he wore a Canucchi. the uniform. Gutus is okay. He's just a bit embarrassed. Right I love how the Dodgers started game two tonight. Vin Scully, watch.
0: Somewhere up in heaven, Duke Snyder, Jackie Robinson, Roy Campanella, and Gil Hodges are
15: laughing their heads off. Look who's throwing out the first ball at the World Series. But Vin was smart, he didn't throw out the first ball, he got oh, Fernando Valenzuela yeah. to do it for him. Because that's oh, the kind yeah. of pull Vin Scully has in LA. Fans love Vin Scully. Everybody loves Vin Scully. Justin Verlander swinging. striking out Chris Taylor who got a home run in the first hour, pitch in, the in game one. Postseason. Now watch Taylor try to um, run down Alex Bregman in here.
1: In
15: that one goes head right head off head the head bill head 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 of
1: his head cap. Head the Scoring from third
15: is Josh Reddick came in to score. So that gave the uh, Astros the first run, but the Dodgers have now tied it. Of course, the Dodgers lead the series after that win last night, won nothing after tonight's game. He's okay.
2: Shows his hat. Yeah, no, it was good it hit his cup and <laughs> not his head. Yes. We're Saved right. by the bill.
15: Right to the yeah, fence. Right,
1: sure. yeah.
2: Thanks very much, Scott.
1: Up, all right. From stealing home in the World Series to delivering at home, Amazon Key and why it's just so weird. Coming up That's next. And creepy. <laughs>
2: yeah, and creepy. All right, thanks, Angita. Well, one of the biggest concerns for many people when it comes to ordering online is the thought of their purchases sitting outside their door until they get home.
1: Amazon believes it can solve that problem with a new system that essentially gives the driver a key. But will customers really be okay
4: with that? Did you know that now we deliver here? Amazon calls this the future of home delivery. While you're away, your package dropped off inside your house by a driver with access. It's called Amazon Key, giving the company a virtual key to your home.
8: Customers are going to love the convenience and many of them also are going to love the fact that it's a very safe place to leave their packages.
4: The company says Prime customers will need a smart lock and Amazon's cloud cam. The consumer is notified when the delivery person arrives using a one-time code to unlock the door. Dropping the package off inside, the delivery is recorded so consumers can watch.
13: Rick Deckman is
4: packages stolen before. In 2016, thieves swiped an estimated 11 million packages nationwide, but Deckman says while Amazon is delivering convenience, the new service could invade his privacy.
15: I wouldn't want a stranger even peeking inside my house.
4: Amazon says their new delivery service is a game changer.
15: Alexa, what time is it? Be
4: And get past your front door. Gail Almaguer, NBC News, Los Angeles. <laughs> Were you just talking to Siri there?
1: I was there?
2: trying to talk to Siri. Oh, she's trying to talk back.
1: She's going to play some music for you. I don't know, the whole thing. Like, you got to buy the whole system. Yeah. It shoots your living room.
15: <laughs> I don't know.
2: If
1: I, want I don't know. That. Some dude going in my house to deliver a package.
2: And I don't want to watch him do that either. No,
15: I don't,
1: actually. <laughs> what do you guys order regularly on Amazon? Do you order, do you order anything?
6: Books? Nope. Um, <laughs> no. Shave, Nothing?
1: shave cream
2: for me. No, I should. <laughs> I feel like I should. But, no, I just, if I order anything online, I have it sent here. Yeah. You can have all your stuff sent here, too. I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> Our shipping department is going to We do can do out that?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Well, it might, might work.
2: All right. Last word on the weather, Christy? Sure.